0: Welcome to the podcast. Join Nate and Mike, lifelong friends, as they discuss stocks and investing. The name says it all. This This is is Two Buds buds Talk Stocks. All opinions expressed by Nate and Mike are their own. Please do not buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Welcome to the pod. We are live. How are you doing tonight, Mike?
1: Well, today I'm doing good because today is May 4th. They may happy May 4th be with you.
0: May the 4th be with you. I was thinking about that today too. I was like, I haven't heard that yet today. So, all right, you're the first.
1: Still, every time I heard it makes me disappointed with Disney's numbers, but we'll move on. Uh, Today, May 4th, S&P was up 3%. And I got to thinking, wow, 3% is a nice move today. Mm -hmm. But you know me. And I know you negative, Nate, we're still down 12% year to date. So it got me to thinking, down 12% year to date. I think it's time where we kind of start looking at some performances of the worst performing year to date stocks. Seeing, I, I think there's value in some of these stocks. I like to buy stocks when they're at their 52 week low versus the 52 week high. And sometimes it's good to kind of look at Performances in the past year and performances year to date. I'm going to throw some numbers at you or some stocks at you. want to, Want you to know if there's some that you're maybe buying, some maybe studs or duds in there. What I'm going to do is do it a little bit differently. I think we'll let's first look at um, companies with the market cap of 10 billion to 200 billion. Kind of go through those first. Then I'd like to look at the big boys of 200 billion plus in market cap. What do you think?
0: Yes, we'll start with large caps and then with the mega caps. You got it. All right.
1: All right. Coming in at number one, this is as of today, May 4th here. Performance year to date down 74%. Carvana. I want nothing to do with it, but you seem like this. You know something about Carvana. What do you think?
0: I do not own Carvana. I've mentioned in the past, I've owned their probably one of their closest direct competitors car max but even that i haven't added to in, in a long period of time the uh the used car market though i guess you could make a case for it with the supply chain issues cars lasting longer used cars are probably going to continue to be sold more and more So i guess you could make a case for it and if you were thinking it was a good value 70 percent off it's 52 week high maybe it is a buying opportunity your thoughts i think
1: it's a dud i think there's better things in here and this gets me to the next one, Rivian, I'm really torn on because you and I, we talked about this before in the in the past, how they haven't even made a car, like why are people you know buying Rivian? I remember it's IPO, it went as high as $150, down 67% year to date, down um, $33 a share. But now, do you hear about this with Amazon? Amazon had a losing quarter. They lost billions in revenue. They lost billions in revenue, and it's because they have so much invested in Rivian. Do you know about that?
0: Well, this is uh, their big thing. Was going to be eventually that their trucks, all their delivery stuff, was going to be an electric fleet of Rivian vehicles. So, I mean, the fact that they haven't really produced anything yet, I guess that's why uh, why the stock is down so much. But it also goes to show how you can paint a narrative because. The company is really in the, in the same position it was before. So I'm not sure why basically eight months ago, a company that didn't have a car yet was valued so highly. And here we are eight months later, a company that doesn't have a car produced yet is far more reasonable, or probably some would say it's still overvalued, but I think I... Uh, it's that forward-looking, it's a forward-looking thing. You pay for a consensus rosy future. And when you see it's not there it's like, Ooh,
1: well, this is where I think it's a better opportunity to buy Amazon. Let's see you invest a couple billion dollars in Rivian and the stock goes down 67%, and you not have a bad quarter. So because the stock went down so much because they lost billions of dollars investing in Rivion, I think it's an opportunity to buy um Amazon, which we'll talk about later. I want nothing to do with Rivian. You so and I'll quick, it-
0: quick story what? about Rivian too. Yeah. Uh I think I told you this my my youngest he's all about uh he's all about uh rivian and uh i like his i like his his, his thinking on this so his older brother had invested in tesla probably There's, they've been investing about 3 years now so tesla was one of his older brother's uh, first picks and tesla has done very well since that point so um i try not to go over their numbers with them too much because I don't want to make this a competition thing where they're trying to compete with each other for the, uh, for the best mm-hmm. overall returns, but knowing that his brother's best pick is Tesla, his pick on Rivian is just, well, it's possible that it could be the next Tesla, so I'm just going to go all in on it now. And uh, I somewhat admire that. A, a 10-year-old, he started investing, I mean, he just turned 10. So he started investing with nine. And it's, I mean, just basically once a month, he's he's throwing a few bucks in there. But for the last probably four months in a row, he's just been dollar cost averaging down on uh, Rivian. And his, his thing is just like, well, if it hits and it's the next Tesla, I, I could have a big winner. And if it turns out to nothing, it's it's not a huge part of my portfolio. So that to me is, I mean, a, a 10-year-old's got it down as far as what speculation is.
1: Well, and I will say Amazon, they're not idiots. They're not going to invest billions of dollars in a company that they don't think has a shot to do something. And look, it was up 9% for the past week. Um, I think it's just like we've talked about before in the pod. I just need to see better numbers. I got to see them producing things. I want to see cars out there on the road. I want to see one. It's just so hard to invest in things that you can't even see yet.
0: Well, they do have, their truck actually looks pretty cool. You can see their uh, their truck. Uh, oh, yeah. I got to admit, their, their pickup truck is out there. They have the prototypes of the pickup truck. It looks pretty cool. So, I mean, I think they're further along than, say, something like Nikola. That was, what was their thing? They were going to partner with G.N. And then they did that test. But if people found out that they just pushed the car down the hill. It wasn't really driving. They needed a tailwind and going down a hill to, to make their technology work. So I think Rivian at least does now have some, some prototypes.
1: You and I both agree though, dud at this time?
0: I wouldn't be buying it.
1: Yep. This next, speak, speaking about things that you want to be able to see and touch, Roblox down 66% year to date. I still think you want to play in the metaverse. You go NVIDIA, which I'm sure we'll talk about today. Um, I mean, boy, Roblox has just been hit hard. I want to skip Roblox. I don't want to talk about Roblox because I want to spend more time talking about the next one. I know we've probably talked about this on the pod a bunch, but I don't know where else you can find 220 million subs. So that's that's a cool way of saying subscribers, not sub sandwiches. (laughs) Netflix down 66% year to date. 220 million subscribers. I bought more Netflix. I'm going to keep buying more Netflix. Um, We talked about on last week's pod. I think Netflix is a stud up 8% for the week. So I'm, I'm up a little bit from some of my losses, but we're going to look back and we'll make it quick on Netflix. And I'll give you a quick one sentence or two. We're going to look back and say, remember when Netflix was down 66% year to date, and here it is trading back at its 500, 752 week highs.
0: I mean, Netflix, I think going back to something like 2000, so we're talking a 20-year a period here, there's been four different times where it has had a uh, 60% drawdown from, from peak to trough. And I think this most recent one would be the fourth time. The other three times it has just raged higher. So past performance isn't always indicative of future performance, but it's a, it's a funny thing. Companies that continue to do well and increase revenue year over year and earnings per share and create cash flow continue to do well long-term. And Netflix is to that point where they are starting to be uh, profitable.
1: Yeah, and they're, the value's there. I mean, I have them valued definitely. They're in the 300s if you're using certain formulas of valuation. So they're finally there. And right now, their um PE ratio, um, I would have to actually look that up, but it's right in line where where they should be. Um, and I know f- before in the past, they've always had the, va- the the high huge values of the valuation. Let me actually just look at what it is versus babbling about it. So the PE ratio is now 18.
0: I mean trailing 12 month average. That's crazy for for a company that was considered ultra high growth and had astronomical um a pe now that it has a multiple that's that's less than the overall market i think the s&p is probably somewhere in the in the low 20s it is interesting to see that it could be right in front of our eyes we're seeing netflix evolve just in wow. its it's life of, of the company. I mean, you go from a startup where you're ultra high growth and you're not making any money, you're just trying to gain subscribers, You get to the point where, all right, you're starting to monetize those subscribers, but you're expanding. So that's spending up all your cash and then you uh, start producing content. So this is what you would want to see long term from a from a company. It goes from from high growth to slower, but it starts generating profits and cash flow. And then eventually they can they can share that, the, those profits with us, whether it's in the form of dividends or, or buybacks or combination. So, I, I mean, this is actually, it's kind of cool seeing Netflix uh, become more of a, um, in line with what we would consider reasonable valuation.
1: You want to know what's shocking? This next stock, I'm going to tell you, I bought more of it. I know you're a big proponent of it. People have listened to Pod have heard us talk about it. Shopify was at 160 Price to earnings ratio trailing 12 month. Do you have any idea what it's at right now?
0: Well, just I know seeing. I've got
1: the answer right here.
0: I mean, you could do, I guess, the uh, the back of the envelope math if the stock is down probably at least two thirds. I'm guessing that multiple would be down two thirds as well. So does that put it somewhere in the um, 60 PE ratio now?
1: Right now it's at 21.
0: Oh, wow, I was way off. 21. That's why I
1: bought Look, I'm not a one that, PE ratio, I think is it's, I don't just buy a stock based on a PE ratio. I think it's good to look at. So you kind of know the risk you're involved with it. But when I saw 21 PE ratio for Shopify, 18 for Netflix, I was kind of on the fence. And to me, that just put me over the fence. I mean, Shopify was at 160 price earnings ratio four months ago. That's crazy. So I like Shopify. That was the next one. Um, C Limited, you still add into that thing? I, I don't want anything to do with C Limited.
0: Um, I still like C Limited. They just... Um, Down 60, it, sorry, 59%. That's another one that was, wow, really, really pulled forward with its growth during the uh, pandemic. But as you mm-hmm. find the uh, economy opening back up, not so much, but I still think they're the leader in, in video games in, in Southeast Asia and they have a uh, a budding e-commerce market. So I'm still bullish on them long-term, but I have not added to them recently.
1: Okay. I mean, a couple more, I mean, Shopify or Spotify down 52%. Roku has actually come back a little bit. They're up 29% the last week, down 68, 63% for the past year. I've been adding to the ARK Innovation Fund, which has Shopify, Spotify, Roku in there, so it's good to see a little bit of a movement of that Roku coming back 29%. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of things down, how is, oh, I know why it's not in here. Cause it's probably below $10 billion, but tell doc.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, it's probably in the $6 billion, uh, valuation. Yep. If they you were-
1: actually look at the 2 billion to 10 billion valuation and we're going with, um, let's see here, the, uh, Actually, year to date, it would actually be um, Affirm is actually 68% right there. And doc is actually only 57%. So believe it or not, if you would have told me which has been worst year to date, Affirm or doc, I would have gone doc because it was down 40%. But that just tells you how hit hard Affirm is too.
0: Yeah. And Teladoc, I mean, seeing as that it was... I mean, almost all in one day. I mean, after yeah. their earnings released at 35% drop in, in one day.
1: Let's talk some big boy stuff. Megas here. Uh, down, and this is the one, look, I'm just gonna, it's my pod, I can do what I want. So I'm gonna go straight to the stock that there's no other stock on this list that looks like this. Okay, see if you can guess the stock. Year-to-date performance. By the way, it's our pod. Okay, year-to-date performance. Down 30% past year up 40%. You name that company?
0: That was, that was confusing. So say those numbers again.
1: So year to date,
0: 2022
1: Mm -hmm. down 30%. Yeah. If you look at the performance over the last year from May of 2021
0: up 40%. What, uh, what, what sector is this in? Is this, uh, Semiconductors, (laughs) (laughs) semiconductors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that gives it away. That's uh, got to be Nvidia.
1: Yeah, and i' I bought more Nvidia. Um, the other thing too, with Nvidia, we're talking, I guess this might be your PE pod today. Nvidia still, you know, they're at a fifty two PE ratio. So they're still overvalued. I've been adding to it, even though they, there's not tons of value there, but you know we were looking at a fifty two week high. That was, you know, almost $363 a share. That's my plan. I was always looking for an entry point into NVIDIA. I think I found it in there as well. Um, right now, the megas, Facebook leads the way down 33%. I got to
0: say, man, I'm awesome. I sold it at if it's 50, <laughs> essentially at its 52 week high. You, 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 uh, you did. It's, and still for something that you kind of backdoored into in, in the first yep. place, not, I mean, having, having bought it at the IPO and then writing it up to all the way, which I would say is still, it's, it's all time high that it ever reached. It was. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Again, that's one that goes, uh goes into the storybook. You can, you can pretend all you want that you timed it, but it's a good example of just like, no, well, sometimes you just get lucky, right?
1: Yeah. You throw enough darts at the board, you're, you're bound to hit a bullseye.
0: One more thing um, on um, one more thing on Nvidia. I was just thinking yeah. of this, and I know we uh, we talk Nvidia all the time. It is probably the best example of so many ways to win. But when we were looking at um, the list of companies, how much they're down by? I mean, there was at least three companies on there where you can see how in, Nvidia touches them directly. I mean, C Limited makes video games for for any video game console you have or computer you play it. You you need semiconductors. Nvidia's there. Roblox, we briefly mentioned again the metaverse. You're going to need semiconductors. We talked uh, cars, electric R- cars, Rivian. That's the biggest thing. Is I'm thinking as cars um, become uh, more and more technologically advanced, you're only going to have more semiconductors. I think I read something that said the car right now has something like 5,000 chips in it total, and a lot of this is because you have um, digital chips, which which um, which uh, Nvidia makes but you also need analog chips and this is a sneaky play in here i i, I have been adding to this one a little bit texas instruments ah. so they they make analog chips but the majority of their analog chips are um they have um patents on them so uh, of course nobody's going to touch them but the lifetime that they last is something like 20 to 30 years and if you have them in cars those, those car manufacturers, they can't go anywhere else to get their, their chips so that when they need them replaced, they have to go to Texas Instruments, but the way it works, a lot of things, the sensors, whether it's your windshield wiper sensor or some uh, that lets you, you know your fuel's low, it goes from analog to digital. So the component is actually analog, but for the digital display to read on it, it has to connect to a digital chip. So uh, Texas Instrument makes the analog chip and then it sends the analog signal to the digital chip in NVIDIA, but then you need a way to then convert it back to analog. So it's a sneaky play in there. This is one where, I mean, it's a win-win situation because most cars still need the, uh, they need to convert the signal from from analog to digital.
1: And you've been adding, because Texas Instruments, and again, PE today is the uh, topic, 20, huge dividend. Um, and that's an OG. That's an old school one right there, man.
0: Their um, their CEO, I think his name is Rich, Rich Barton, Rich Franklin. I don't know what it is, but he's a very forward-looking thing. I remember going to their investor page and they have like one of the best things on their investor page. It just says, it's something to the effect. It's like, you know, as Templeton,
1: a- Richard Templeton.
0: Richard Templeton. As a business leader- we should be creating um, free cash flow for for our for our shareholders, and we do our best job to create shareholder value and create cash flow and pay that back in the form of, uh, of dividends. And I was just like, it's a very cool way to say it. That really, when you get down to it, that's what a business does. Well, it's I kind of like cash. your
1: point because if someone said, all right, let's say buy, sell, and hold AMD, Nvidia, Qualcomm, I like how you could say, you know what? Instead, I'm just going to do Texas Instruments, TXN and I'm gonna do Nvidia. So you hit kind of both scapes of it, get that dividend. One's a little bit more of a growth stock in Nvidia, maybe a little bit overvalued. Then you do the more of the value play at the text instruments to kind of balance it out.
0: Surprisingly surprisingly enough, Apple accounts for something like close to 10% of their uh, revenue too. Analog chips are embedded in, in every phone too. That same thing, converting the analog signal to digital. I mean, we think of them as the old school graphing calculators. That's less than one percent of their their business, electronic chip or chips and electronic devices and cars.
1: Well, and then we've got on there. Adobe down 25%. I, I just I don't want anything to do with Adobe. Do you know what's right behind Adobe? Disney. 25%. Um, I, When I bought Disney in the pandemic, lows of $96 a share. I thought it struck gold and I'm hovering right around that $96 mark.
0: Well, I had bought it, I don't know, three, five years before that. And I thought I did the same thing. I bought it right around in the 90s and close to a hundred. And that stock is, um, is it basically, can we, can we, at this point, can we start talking? It's basically just a step up from AT&T as far as always trading in the same range you know, I'm not saying the quality of the business, but being rage bound. I mean, every time we look at AT AT&T, it's between 20 and 30 and Disney between anywhere from maybe the high nineties to the one twenties or whatever, but does it ever really break out more than that? Well, and, and
1: look, we've always looked back in the pod, like, wow, you sold Exxon, you sold Microsoft, but people forget like Microsoft, And that's the thing, got to be careful with Disney. Maybe this is why I'm being stubborn and not selling it and moving on. I mean, Microsoft for for like half a decade stayed in that 24 to 26 price range in, in, you know, 15 years ago. Exxon, before, you know, energy took off, was trading in that 54 to 56 range for years. Walmart, remember when Walmart was stuck at, you know, $55 a share for mm-hmm. what seemed like a lifetime. And if right now, Disney is just stuck in that. They're just stuck in there. I mean, same thing with Cisco. I, I like Cisco. I've been adding more to it. I mean, at least they have the dividend.
0: But you I, said I, it right there, the dividend. Every single one of those companies that you mentioned. At least has that.
1: a dividend. Even mm-hmm. at
0: Yeah, paid it. And uh, I mean, it's something like 40%. Of, of the overall growth of, of the S&P 500 has come from companies that pay dividends. And if you were reinvesting those dividends, but I mean, at this point, it's been going on close to two years that, that Disney hasn't been paying a dividend. I mean, that was our joke for a long time. Right. Disney dividend. So I don't know when they're, I mean, they've said they're going to reinstate it, but I don't know at what point they're going well, to do it.
1: And this tells you what I think about Disney. When we talk about NVIDIA, I get excited down 30%. When we talk about Amazon, which is next down 25%. I'm like, all right, there's opportunity here. These are the things we're going to talk about. When we talked about Netflix down, I'm like, all right, Disney down 24%. I'm like, I'd rather talk about Adobe, I guess. I mean, it's just, there's just nothing there. And I hope we're wrong. And I hope we look back and, and, you know, Disney's trading at $250 a share, but, um, Man, it's just, it's just been such a boring sideways stock that not even sideways. It just, it's down 25%.
0: Would you, would oh. you say then, uh, would you rather you're going Netflix over, uh, Disney? Right now? I absolutely, yeah. I would.
1: Absolutely. Let's even look at Disney since we're talking all PEs today and dividends right now, Disney's PE 69% or 69 trailing 12 month average PE ratio.
0: That seems very high.
1: It, it does for Disney. Um, absolutely. Well, so, compared
0: to what was it that you said um, Netflix was at? 18. Yeah. Shopify, 21. I mean, to put that in perspective for, for the listeners, I mean, if you just want a simple way to think about that price to earnings ratio, it, you're saying that it, if, uh, if Disney has a price to earning ratio of, of, six, of 69 currently right now, it would take you 69 years to get your investment back based on their earnings right now. Compare that to Netflix with a PE of of 21. Cisco,
1: 18. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's, that's wow. I did not think Disney was that high. I mean,
1: I I think, and maybe misery loves company. um, I think Disney is probably one of my biggest duds in my portfolio. Like Starbucks is down 33%. I'm sure we'll get to that too but we got a new, you know, they crushed it on their most recent earnings. They're adding more stores. You know, there's some weirdness going on in China and going in in Russia. We got a new CEO in there. We brought Howard Schultz back. back. Things are moving. We've got this huge fat dividend. Progress is being made. There's there's excitement on the horizon. I get none of that from Disney.
0: I agree. Um, Bob Chapik or or whatever the guy's name that took over for, for Bob Iger, I mean... He's mentioned that he wants to kind of turn the ship and make this more of a an entertainment company in the sense of the the streaming, but I think that's going to be a very hard thing to do. I mean, the uh, the theme parks are so embed, embedded in in what you think of what Disney is, and um, I'm I haven't followed them closely enough as far as uh, news releases or earnings to see if that's part of the reason why they're they're not paying a dividend, why they're not uh, buying back shares. But I don't think anything really. I can just see that. Uh, company, the stock just, just trading like this continuously for the foreseeable future.
1: I agree. I agree. I would say um, definitely a dud for sure. Next, we got Amazon down 25%. We talk about all the 24.47%. We talk about it all the time. I think I love it. I think it's going to be 2020. This is what I said. Someone reached out to me recently about Amazon. Um, I think 2023, we're, we're going to break out. I think we've got the typical teacup we saw it increase to that thirty-four hundred dollar mark. It came back down just because they invested a bunch billions of dollars in Rivian. It kind of went back up, and then it's going to take off. I think two thousand twenty-three. Um, and I don't care that Amazon doesn't pay a dividend. I think it's great they're reinvesting the company. We talk about all the time. It's like having your own ETF. You've got the the, the cloud in there with with um, AWS. I mean, they make like fifty-four billion dollars a quarter, man. It's crazy.
0: I, I mean, I looked. Uh, I looked at their earnings release, and I used a quarter. I was listening to some of the conference call with questions, and that's one of the things that still jumps out is that I mean, Amazon. Every time they start to become too profitable, they're just like, let's put that money right back into the business and start uh, making other other bets or or making making new products and. The one that sticks out is that Amazon Web Services. Basically, that was just the whole reason they created that is because they had this catalog of products and they're like, we're paying somebody else to house all our information. Why don't we just build this ourselves and do it? And here we are 12 years later and it is the biggest cloud service and it still continues to grow. I mean, if that company spun off as its own, there's, I've heard people say that it could be seriously it would have the potential to be the uh, the biggest company as far as market capitalization.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I, mean, I think it's kind of, I like what they're doing with Rivian too. I know it's bashing Rivian, but all right, they can, they, I'd rather, if you want exposure to Rivian, I'd rather do it through Amazon all right, is what yeah. I'm getting at. Um, we got some consumer staples here. Consumer staples have been hit hard. Communications has been hit hard. Uh, tech obviously has been hit hard. Nike down 24% um you own nike you adding it to this dip yes yeah, more. Yeah. i i
0: have added a, a little nike this is um i was thinking a little little defensive here i like these defensive plays with uh consumer brands that we know but also ones that pay a, a dividend so it's the idea of trying to help smooth out the ride a little bit from from the Shopify's of the world or the docusigns that have been hit so hard But even these good companies are still, I mean, really getting punished. Nobody's getting a break in this market.
1: Well, let me, uh, I'm going to actually do some performance year to date, and I'm going to go the megas that are actually up and let's not talk energy. And I'll tell you why, because um, if you, this is one of our favorites, we've been talking a little bit about kind of ways to hedge it a little bit, United Health year to date, they're up 1%. Hmm. I know people might be like 1%. That's nothing. S&P is down 12%. You're outperforming the market. 13%.
0: That's a pretty huge wide margin there too.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're up 1%. So Exxon's up 49%. That's gas, obviously Chevron gas. I mean, the energy's just been crushing it. And that's the thing. Of course, they're crushing it because they were down so much two years ago. You know, and I'm just reversing this real quick to show some of the best performers. We've got Exxon, um, Chevron, Shell. But what I really wanted to point out is Coke up 9.8% year to date. Berkshire's A's and B's are up there. Walmart. And of course, this is one of my stocks of, um, I, I picked four stocks for to be my four picks for the year, which is Google, Amazon, Amazon. Um, target and procter and gamble right now procter and gamble is down 3.8 percent year to date i understand it's still down but that's it's it's beating the market i'm getting paid the dividend um and it's looking good so i i kind of like the procter and gambles in there and then waste management as well too um waste management is probably in the large um let's see here i know it's got to be up there because they were just hitting their 52 week highs yeah
0: um that I read online, uh, trash is cash waste management. That's, that's the best recycling they do is turning trash into cash. They're
1: down 2.74% year to date. Um, that's one of our you know, favorite stocks. And all I'm saying is that having money in waste management down 2%, 2.74, having it in Procter and Gamble, it helps overcome these 25% hits that you're taking.
0: If you have any questions about any of what we've talked about today or something we missed, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at 2BudsTalkStocks or on Gmail at 2BudsTalkStocks. And occasionally we post pictures on Instagram at 2BudsTalkStocks. And if you listen to us on a platform like Apple where you can leave a rating or review, please do so. It might help bump us up in the algorithm and get more listeners. Until next time, thanks for listening.